Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Crooked Illness. If you are new here, my name is Paris Brinkevich, and I am the creator and host of the Crooked Illness podcast, where we get into all things health-related. The primary focus of the podcast within the umbrella of health-related topics is mental health and mindset. I began Crooked Illness as a way to motivate, inspire, empower, and educate people on these interesting topics. My background and passion for starting Crooked Illness stems from the field of psychology. After completing both my BA in psychology and MBA in healthcare administration, my passion for mental health only continued to grow. As a result of this, I decided to start Crooked Illness to bring more awareness, tips, and conversations to the table about these topics. I offer my perspective on the work I've done and how it inspired me to begin this podcast. Along with this perspective, I also speak about my personal experience with mental health and how I use those experiences to help educate, inspire, and motivate others. I really enjoy doing interviews and connecting with people who also love to discuss and learn more about mental health. If you would like to learn more, become a guest, or connect, feel free to reach out to me by shooting me a message on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, or to my email of crookedillness at gmail.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the five C's of self-love. This episode on Crooked Illness, I'm excited to tell you guys a little bit about it before we dive on in here. So the reason I wanted to create this episode is because I had such an incredible conversation with the guest who will be appearing on this episode with me. She shared with me a challenge that she put together related to self-love and happiness. And also the title of, of the episode right here, the five C's of self-love, she put together this awesome system that is just makes everything so much more simple, easy to understand, easy to connect to, easy to relate to when we're talking about trying to work towards a goal, work towards an achievement, work towards something personally or in other areas of our lives. And I really resonated with this conversation right here because this is actually something that I used to really really struggle with, struggle so badly with having self-love, compassion, grace for my own self on my own journey in different areas of my life. And we're going to be getting into conversations and tips on overcoming our inner critic. And that's something that we're going to be touching on, you know, in, in our own minds, right? So this inner critic, this inner voice that we have, you know, how we speak to ourselves, the things that we say to ourselves. Are they primarily positive things? Are they primarily negative things? How do we move more towards positive thinking, positive talking about our own selves rather than negative things and and cutting ourselves down and beating ourselves up and different things like that. So my guest offers incredible tips on that. And also I'm not going to say too much about it because she puts it so good and so well. So I'm going to let her dive into that. But we also cover the most valuable lessons that my guest has learned on this journey of self-love and kind of different things she's had to tackle, overcome, get over, and also how she utilizes social media to talk about different things that make her vulnerable, that have helped her step out of her comfort zone rather than stay in it. And that is also something that I have dealt with as well. So I really felt a connection there and really wanted to create this episode for you guys because, you know, I know some of you listening probably have felt a similar way of 
you know, feeling comfortable and feeling like you're in your comfort zone. You, you know, you want to grow, you know, you want to change, but you're afraid to do that. You're afraid to take that next step to do that next thing that is going to take you out of that zone of feeling comfortable into something that is unknown, something that is, could make you feel overwhelmed, could make you feel stressed out, but you know, you want to do it. You just don't, aren't sure about how, or aren't sure about when. So this is the episode for you. If you are wanting to to learn more about this and, and hear and listen in on our conversation here of, you know, self-love, happiness, how to overcome these different obstacles, these different challenges, and hear about my guest's story and the, the steps that she had to take. And also the reason why she created this challenge, the reason why she decided to do that and put this out into the world for other people. So it is a great conversation, such an awesome episode. And I hope that you guys enjoy it. So let's go ahead and get right on into it. And Hello, guys, and welcome back to a new episode of Crooked Illness. I'm super excited to share today's incredible topic with all of you. We are, decide- we are dedicating this episode to focusing on self-love, happiness, and how to have more of this in our lives. Here to join me in this conversation is my beautiful guest, Brandy Edwards. Brandy is the founder of the Self-Love Challenge, a motivational speaker and yoga instructor joining us from Dallas, Texas. I'm so excited to have Brandy here to dive into this topic, share key pieces from her story, and walk us through what the five C's of self-love are. So without further ado, welcome Brandy to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Paris. I'm excited to be here. I love your energy. Thank you. I'm excited to have you here and get into this topic. Because I know last time we chatted on the phone about this, I was like, the five C's of self-love. And you really broke it down for me so perfectly. And I was like, this is going to be such a good conversation. And I just, I can't wait to like dive into it with you. But before we do that, I would love if you could give us a nice little rundown of your story and who you are. Well, uh, thanks for the amazing introduction. Again, I'm so excited to be here. I- of course. I'm a multi-passionate person. I do not fit into a box. So I am an attorney. I'm a motivational speaker. I do teach yoga here and there. I am certified to teach mindfulness. I am obsessed with personal development, love motivational speaking. I have a variety of audiences from, you know, women to youth to attorneys and business professionals and speak about a few different things. So that's just a little bit about me and I'm always evolving and adding things um, to my resume, if you will. Awesome. I mean, the attorney thing, I didn't know about that. So that, there you go. Another thing to throw into the intro there <laughs> that was left out. That is super awesome. And I love, you know, just hearing the passion in your voice and like the excitement you have for personal development and also kind of not fitting in a box and kind of having interest in all these different areas and doing all the things you do, especially what I was really excited to, to kind of hear about was this self-love challenge. And that's really where we connected. You know, you guys, we met on Clubhouse. We met on Clubhouse. We got, you know, chatting on there, having a little conversation. And I was like, you know what? Let's connect. Let's connect and figure out, you know, what we can really dive into together. And this was just such a great thing that you shared with me and kind of gave me insight into what this is and how you really put this all together. So I'd love if you could, you know, tell me about the self-love challenge and what led you to the creation of it and what the process was like creating it. You know, the self-love challenge is really still evolving. I have 
been doing this for probably five years and I just, I'm very goal oriented and love helping people challenge themselves, get out of their comfort zones, become the best version of themselves, the most confident version of themselves. And it really came about because of my own personal self-love journey. I always attached feeling happy or lovable and, and feelings like that to achievements of once I achieve this particular size or get back down to this particular weight, then I'll feel like I'm um, skinny enough, happy enough, all of those things. And once I just detached from that and chose to just accept myself in the moment, I really started to transform my life. And so it really started by me showing up on social media inspiring people just through sharing my journey, being vulnerable, sharing some of my insecurities. And the more I did that, I found out that I was relating to all of these people and people wanted more. And so it actually started with the squat challenge in the very beginning. And I got a lot of women together and challenged them to do a thousand squats in eight days, which was crazy, but it really showed people what they were capable of. And I put a lot of mindset work in with that and it just took off. And so the self-love challenge is really my platform that I use to motivate, empower, and challenge others to love themselves while they work on themselves. And so that means loving yourself during the work, not after it, not once you achieve something outside of you and just reaching a place where you can accept who you are but not being complacent and always wanting to grow and improve and evolve and become better and I do that in a variety of different ways I've hosted a women's retreat I was hosting events in Dallas before the world changed in 2020 getting people together to boost their confidence um, and speaking about stress management doing things that empower you rather than disempower you in, in how you cope with different things in your life and, and happiness in a variety of different ways. And then just speaking to various groups of people to empower them really to show up in their life and be courageous because that is what is going to make you have a more fulfilled life, getting out of your comfort zone, taking action despite fear, doing things that really make you happy and not worrying about what other people are going to think and really pursuing things that you were passionate about and really discovering your potential along the way. I love it. I love it so much, especially when you bring up that piece, you know, a vulnerability, the vulnerability piece, and also kind of loving yourself during the process and not after the process is complete and how you kind of talk about achievements, right? And when you achieve certain things or when you're, you know, talking about trying to reach a certain weight or achieve a certain grade or achieve, you know, a certain, like whatever you're working towards, you know, once I meet that, then I'll be happy. Then I'll feel good. Then I'll feel fulfilled. But I like how you take a different approach of saying, you know, love yourself where you are, who you are right now during the process of growing, of evolving, of trying to learn more and not tying that expectation of if I meet this, then I'm good. If I don't, then I'm a failure or, you know, all of this, you know, how it kind of tends to spiral out of control when something doesn't go as planned or as expected. And I really think that's amazing how you started with that. You said a thousand squat challenge over eight days. That's, yes. really, that's really cool. Super interesting. I love how you, you know, put that together and especially using the power of social media to talk about these different things, you know, talk about these things that make you uncomfortable to help you step out of your comfort zone, help you, you know, put those vulnerabilities out there on display and really sitting there and noticing, wow, you know, this is resonating with people. People are connecting with this. People are liking this. And, you know, and of course, you know, a big part of doing that is 
it is scary, right? Because, you know, before you ever did it, you know, saying, okay, you know, I'm going to take this step. I'm going to do this thing. You know, I don't know how it's going to go. But the fact that you did it and you're committed to it and you put it together and you've really seen results and you've been able to do all these things, like you said, you know, the women's retreat and the events that you did in Dallas prior to the pandemic happening, all these different things that you did and, you know, created and put into place, I think is incredible because of course there's so much value that comes out of that when, you know, people are working towards something, you know, whether that be a goal or whatever it is, you know, just having something that you put out there, you know, and created as a great, great support system. Um, and I also know another thing that I was excited um, last time when we were talking is you um, emphasized the importance of happiness and you use the phrase, follow your happiness. And I just thought that was so cool. I'm like, I'm going to write this down. I'm like, I'm always doing that when pe people are telling me things. I'm like, I'm typing this out. Got to write this down. Such a good point. So you said that, and I would love if you can walk us through the five step process you created for people to be happier in their life. Yes. So I treat self-love as a lifestyle and explain it as it's everything that we choose to do or not do. And so a lot of people I think can think of self-love as loving and accepting their body, which is certainly a component, but self-love in every aspect of your life and really having a life that makes you happy and knowing that you are in control of creating a life you love. And so it was really through my own unhappiness and different areas that I sought out on this self-discovery journey that has become quite epic and is continuing. It, it, there's no destination point to evolving and really discovering ourselves. And for me, I describe five steps that people can actively take in their life to really follow their happiness. And it starts with change. And so it's desiring change. What is it that you need to change in your life and seeking it out? A lot of people talk about embracing change. And I see that as something that is really thrown upon us that we have to adapt to. And so going a step beyond just embracing it, but really desiring it because a lot of people start to feel stuck and unhappy when you're not changing, when you're just going through the motions, through the routine. So be, to become happier is desire change. So then the second step is seeking clarity. And that's where you ask yourself, what is it that I need to change in my life? What do I need to mix up, switch up in my life that's really going to start bringing me more happiness? And then the third step is practicing courage because we have to get out of our comfort zone. We have to work on expanding it and growing it, getting uncomfortable, doing things that challenge us in a variety of different ways in our life. And once we do that, it can really help build our confidence, which is the fourth step, is build your confidence. Do things, give yourself some mini wins, and work on building up your confidence so that you can show up and be a more courageous version of yourself. And then the fifth step is to celebrate yourself. Celebrate yourself for desiring change and getting out of your comfort zone and pursuing your potential, prioritizing yourself, being a zealous advocate for yourself, all of those things, a lot of times I think people wait until they achieve something really big before they can feel proud or successful. But there's so many things that you have to do to achieve one particular goal or to get somewhere that you're going in your life and to celebrate yourself along the way, build yourself up and become your biggest cheerleader. And so those are just kind of the, the five simple C's uh, of change and clarity, courage, confidence, and then celebrate yourself.
I love it. Oh my goodness. I love it so much. And just how, just the way you laid that out and explain that is, you know, so, so clear and just so easy to, easy to follow and easy to understand because I feel like sometimes, you know, when, when people are, you know, whether it's like embarking on this journey of like trying to, you know, achieve something or like a, like reach a major milestone, it can, it can feel uh, scary and confusing sometimes. So I like how you lay that out and kind of have these steps and also kind of describing, you know, what is, what is the purpose of them? You know, what are they, why are they placed the way they are? What do they look like? What do they mean? Um, how are they going to, you know, influence you and assist you right on what you're trying to do and trying to accomplish. And I just think, you know, especially the last, the last one right there, celebrate yourself, I think is a big, a big one, because like you just said right there, you know, oftentimes we feel sometimes we can't do that unless we've accomplished, you know, something big or something major. But I really like how you talk about, you know, celebrating yourself along the small steps and along the small moments and small victories instead of only the big things, you know, only celebrating this, but not that or not those. Because I think that also, you know, really helps to, you know, help us see the progress we've made, you know, look at the progress we've made along this path and along where we're trying to go. And, really being able to tie all those points together. And I just, I just think it's so cool. I was like, wow. I was like, she put this thing together. Like, I love this. Oh my goodness. I was like, I love, I just love hearing about it and like hearing you just like the excitement and passion in your voice when you're diving into this topic, because it, it's like a total change, you know, like you just light up and you're just ready to go. You're like energized and just getting into this with me. And I'm just, I just think it's amazing. And, you know, one of the other things I'd love to ask you is, what has been the most valuable lesson you've learned when it comes to self-love so far? That is a great question. The biggest lesson I have learned is really to love myself while I work on myself. That's why I say it so much because I kept waiting. I kept waiting for something outside of me to happen or for me to achieve something and being able to reach a place where I can look at myself and say, I love myself in the moment. I am imperfect. I can always become better in every single aspect of my life, but I'm going to meet myself where I am at right now. And I'm going to make a decision to love myself and to be happy right now. And knowing that I have control of those things. And if I can choose negative thoughts, I can also choose positive thoughts. If I can choose in disempowering behaviors, I can also choose empowering behaviors. And it just creates such a ripple effect and it sets everyone else up for success and builds momentum in your life when you can choose to accept yourself now, but take action to become a better version of yourself in every single aspect of your life. Wow. I, I really love that. And I feel like the biggest thing I take away from that is just knowing that we have control over these things, you know, because sometimes especially when you're, you know, trying to get somewhere or trying to work on something, it can become overwhelming. It can become stressful. It can become, you know, all of these different things that are occurring outside of us. And sometimes we feel like we don't have control. Right. And some, and like you said, you know, if you can choose disempowering thoughts, you can choose empowering ones. If you can choose bad habits, you can choose good habits, but sometimes we get in this rut or this, you know, I like it's the black hole mentality of where we feel stuck. Like we can't move forward. We can't change. We have to stay this way. And this is the way it's always been. And this is, you know, I can't do anything outside of this. And I really like how you bring attention to that and like, and voice that and say, 
ultimately we are the ones who are in control of how we respond or react to different things and situations and you know, looking, like you said, looking at your life and starting with step number one, change, right? And then working on clarity and what, you know, what comes with that change? Why do I want to make this change? And like you said, really desiring that change rather than embracing it. And all of those pieces tied together and just really letting everyone know, like all of us know that we are in control of what's going on and, you know, being able to you know, make, make moves in that instead of feeling so overwhelmed and, and confused and stuck and lost and all of these things. And I just think that's a really, a really good point that you just brought up. Um, but another thing I'll, I really want to ask you is in your journey so far, what has been the most difficult thing that you've had to overcome in order to start practicing more self-love and what was it like overcoming this time in your life? I would say the biggest thing I have had to overcome is my inner critic because I have this voice and we all have that voice inside of us that likes to keep us small and make us feel like we're not good enough and keep us in our comfort zone. It keeps us from our potential and it really, um, affects our confidence. And so again, with the thoughts, I just made a decision that I'm going to choose my inner cheerleader over my inner critic and choose to build myself up. And it's a lot more than just replacing a negative thought with a positive thought and, and focusing on affirmations, but it's a place to start because once you can say nice things to yourself and then you can eventually start to believe it and then you can act like that you show up as the confident person. So the most difficult thing that I have had to overcome, which is a daily process, uh, is the inner critic. And I tell people it really never goes away. You have that voice, but you can learn how to quieten that voice. And there's sometimes where you can even silence it. Once you choose to amplify that inner cheerleader that we all can have and choose to have. So that has really been the biggest thing that has helped me. So even being courageous in my life, I have to tell myself I'm strong and courageous and build myself up if I'm ever nervous before a speaking event or anything where I'm having to get out of my comfort zone. And a lot of people make choices sometimes that hold them back. They self-sabotage their success. But that's that's a whole nother conversation about imposter syndrome and things like that but choosing to rise above my inner critic wow i think that's such such a good one right there and just how you explain that and kind of you know with the two different voices right so you're talking about the one the inner critic and then the inner cheerleader and i like how you talk about embracing the inner cheerleader rather than before you know embracing that inner critic and letting that voice really just boom and completely overpower the inner cheerleader voice. And I like how you also bring up the point of the fact that it isn't, isn't always, it isn't an always an easy transition to, to, you know, like you said, quiet that inner critic, it takes time. And, you know, I can definitely relate to what you're, what you're talking about a hundred percent because I was definitely that way as well, struggling really badly with that at different points in my life that inner critic as well. So I think that's such an important, important point to bring up of, you know, overcoming that voice and, and, and the way you speak to yourself, right? So that, so the things that you say to yourself in your head that other people have no idea about, you know, because of course, you know, we could look at somebody 
and think, you know, oh, this person's so happy and just, you know, seems so doing so good, so excited. But then you don't really know, you know, maybe that person speaks really badly to their own selves all the time. And you don't ever know. But the fact that you can do, like you said, do small things to change that, right? To change how we speak to ourselves, to change how we think about ourselves, to change how we view ourselves and see our abilities for the future are and different things like that. And I think that's such also such a good message to put out there is, you know, working on that inner critic that we all have inside of us and trying to embrace that inner cheerleader instead and work on, you know, building ourselves up more, having more grace, having more self-compassion and having more self-love. So you guys, the self-love challenge, the five C's, I love it, all of it. And just Brandy, oh my gosh, it's just been so much fun chatting with you and hearing about, you know, your, your story and the things that you had to overcome and the obstacles that you, you know, were faced with and kind of what you did to to get out of that place and really putting the self-love challenge together and, you know, why it came about, what it means to you and just all of these different things that we touched on today and all of the incredible things that you brought up and the tips and the points, just all of it, you know, it's just been such a good talk. And I wanted to say thank you to you for making the time out of your day to come out here on Crooked Illness and have this, have this chat with me. So thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. You are an incredible listener. I loved how you would just recap everything that I was saying. So I have thoroughly enjoyed today. Thank you so much. Well, you brought up so many good points and I'm just like, I, I love it. And even, even in the chat we had before recording this, I was like, this is such a, a topic that really hits home for me. And I know it's going to hit home for a lot of people because when you talk about happiness, self-love, the whole process, all that goes into that. And the way you really simplified that, I think you really simplified it with the, with the five C's and being able to do that, I think is huge because sometimes it can be very hard to, you know, boil things down and kind of get the overarching message and the point of different things. But I think you did that really beautifully. And yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to put this episode out and I'm excited for you guys to hear, you know, all the stuff that we got into today with Brandy out here and just tell everyone, you know, where, where can they find you? The best way to find me is on Instagram. I am at the self-love challenge for anyone on clubhouse. I am absolutely obsessed. So please come find me. I'm always hosting rooms. I am at Brandy Edwards and for anyone who is interested in coaching or speaking, my email address is the self love challenge at gmail.com. I love when people reach out to me and just share how the podcast episode resonated with them. So please feel free to share your thoughts. Yes, you guys, you can find her at all those places and definitely check her out. She is amazing, incredible person. I'm so glad we got to connect and make this episode and have this chat. So you guys, whether you are listening in the daytime or in the nighttime, I hope that you have a great rest of your day. And I'm going to end it on this note here and say goodbye to you guys. And also goodbye to Brandy. Bye, Brandy. Bye. All right, guys, that is the end of this episode. 
I hope you enjoyed this one as much as I enjoyed creating it. As always, if you guys would like to get in touch with me to talk about becoming a guest or to share your thoughts on this episode with me, you can do that in a number of ways. You can shoot me an email to crookedillness at gmail.com. You can send me a DM on Instagram at crookedillness, or you can message me on my Facebook page at crookedillness as well. I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your day and thank you so much for listening to Crooked Illness.